You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. Uh, I have to be honest, I'm struggling on how to start this message. I had everything planned out, and then yesterday, going out and knocking on doors, talking to people, pretty much every week of my life since I was in fifth grade, I've gone out and I've knocked on doors and I've talked to people about heaven and eternity, talked to them about the Lord. And in doing that for so many years, you, you run into a lot of different scenarios, but you notice that really there's only a handful of beliefs out there. And I was heartbroken yesterday talking to somebody, and they told me what religion that they were, and I asked them, I said, so please tell me about your religion. I had studied their religion before, and please tell me what your religion believes about going to heaven. And as I started to explain what was going on, I listened, and they said, so what, so what, do, you, what do you believe? What does your religion believe? And I started showing them what the Bible said, and they weren't combative, but you could tell they did not agree. And it ended with, well, we've got to go. We have, a, we have a meeting that we need to go to. And I said, could I show you one more, one more verse before I go? And they said, yes, absolutely. They're very kind, very kind people. Their belief is that there is no heaven. Their belief is that only a certain amount of people get to go to heaven and be in God's presence, but the rest of the people will inherit the earth. I got to tell you this, if this is what we get, I don't have a lot of hope. And I showed them John chapter 14. I said, if, if we don't have heaven promised to us, what did Jesus mean when he said, let not your heart be troubled? Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. He had just told his disciples some pretty shocking news. They just had their Lord's Supper, and he said, I'm leaving. And Peter, probably with a mouthful of food, we're... Where are you going? He says, whether you go, I cannot come. And he saw the despondency. He saw the hurt. King, Lord, Lord, Master, what do you mean you're leaving? Let not your heart be troubled. I go to prepare a place for you. 
And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. I said, sir, what did he mean by that? If there is no heaven. And he said, what version of the Bible is that? I said, the King James Version, sir. He said, well, let me look it up in my version. I said, you go ahead. You go ahead. And he looked it up, and he started, he started reading, and he goes, huh. Yeah, that's very similar. I said, just think about that for me, sir. He said, I will. He had been in his religion over a decade. Lied to. Lied to about heaven. Heaven's kind of important to me. Church, I am not saying that just because we have Baptists on our sign, we're right about everything. We have no right to claim that we're right about anything unless we stick with God's word. If you're new here, maybe this is your first time in a Baptist church, welcome. (laughs) But we don't have a a monopoly here. Any church that follows God's word can have the truth. But after that, I wanted to show you what the Bible says about heaven. You know, before I got married, we were engaged for six years. Oh, no, months. I'm sorry, but it felt like years. And it was stressful, man. It was stressful. Everyone says the bride goes through it. It's the men. She comes up and she holds up a napkin. She says, do you want this napkin or this napkin? My answer is, why do we need napkins? How much do the napkins cost? But what she wants to know is what color. And bro, they look the same, man. They look the same. And I, do, I don't know what the correct answer is. I do know what the incorrect answer is, whichever one you choose. And it got stressful. Is that Brother Darren? It got stressful. But here's, here's, what, I, here's what I did. Whenever what I was going through started getting stressful and dealing with That's a good way to put it. (laughs) I started thinking about San Juan, Puerto Rico. That's where our honeymoon was going to (laughs) be. Someone said, I was going to say, what what good is there about San Juan? It's the only place I could afford, Okay, Chill out. (laughs) And you know what? I am looking around at this world right now. I don't know what words you would use to describe it. Peaceful isn't one. Hopeful isn't one. I mean, I'm just really looking forward to this election, aren't you? This election is just going to change everything. (sighs) 
people looking to the White House for the delivery, for the delivery of a nation. Where, where do I tell you to look instead? I was going to say the outhouse, but that's okay. <laughs> Y'all are spiritual today. That's good. And I get so discouraged. Especially when I see so many people who are lost. They, they don't know why they're here. They don't know where they're going. That's lost. Okay? That's lost. I don't know how I got here. I don't know why I'm here. And I don't know where I'm going. They're lost. Which tells me that as a preacher, I've failed. And when I start getting discouraged about this, I think about heaven. You know, there are some amazing places on this earth. San Juan was an amazing place. It, I, I loved going. It was beautiful. You had to stay on the resort or you'd get mugged. But, you know, I, I, I stayed on the resort. And my wife and I, we'd go down and we'd walk, on, we'd walk on the sand and, you know, I'd write things on the sand like J and T forever. <laughs> the food, the food was amazing. I loved the weather. I loved the weather there. We would be sitting out there and just kind of enjoying the sun and then you'd see a little cloud you just see a little cloud off in the distance. And that meant within five minutes it was going to be storming. And we would come inside, we would go up into our room, and we'd open up the patio door, and the, the curtains would be kind of flowing. We'd order a pizza, and we'd just sit in bed and watch a movie and eat a pizza. That's what, that's what we did, our honeymoon. We gained about 30 pounds. <laughs> There's, a, there's another place. There's another place. I was, I was scrolling through. Um, you know, on your laptop, you can go through, like, backgrounds and different things. And I'm scrolling through, and I see a place. I'm like, that's not real. It's not a real place. And I look it up. It's a real place. It's called Hallstatt, Austria. Right off of a lake. It's like Bob Ross threw up. I mean, it's just Beautiful. And then there's a place called Lauterbrunnen, Switzerland. It's called the Valley of 70 Waterfalls. It's, it's, Disney couldn't draw something better. Just amazing places. But there's one place that puts all of those places to shame. And it's real. It's a real place. Do you realize that if Jesus were to come in this room and we were to say, Miss Maria, if you were to ask him, Jesus, where's heaven? He'd go, go far enough that direction. It's a real place in this reality. Hell is a real place too, friend. Hell is a real place too. This life is a choice between two eternities. I want to talk to you about heaven today. And the best place to do that, I think, is in Revelation chapter 20. Now, don't stand. It's a lot of reading. Revelation chapter 20. And we're going to read what the Bible has to say about heaven. Would you listen? Would you please listen? Maybe. Okay, so I have about two minutes, and I've already passed it. I have about two minutes to try to convince you. 
to listen to the message. Now, those of you who have been coming here for a long time, I hope you learned, I do my best not to make the Bible boring. But for those of you who are new, maybe it's your first time, it's your second time, and you're wondering why in the world should I listen to this? First of all, if you're going, if you are going to heaven, you really want to talk about nothing else other than heaven. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 says, If ye then be risen with Christ, set your affections on things above. But if you are not, if you are not going, if you do not know that heaven is your home, you need to listen to this more than anybody else. You need to listen to this more than anyone else. But look at what the Bible says in Revelation chapter 20. Before we can talk about heaven, we have to talk about hell, okay? Revelation chapter 20. And look at what it says in verse 11. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose faith, face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. There will be nowhere to hide on judgment day. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and, the de and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. What I think I'm going to do is I'm going to preach on hell next week. So I'm not going to get into it. I'll preach on heaven this week. I'll preach on hell next week, what the Bible says about it. But now it gets good. Are you ready? It gets good. Chapter 21, verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I have to explain this a little bit, so I'm glad that you're sitting. Okay, heaven has always been in existence, right? Heaven has always been in existence, and heaven is where God is. Okay, And there's three heavens. There's the first heaven, which is our sky. There's the second heaven, which is where the stars are. And then there's the third heaven, and that's where God is. And the third heaven has always existed. Earth has not always existed, okay? It existed once God said, in the beginning. In the beginning of what? Time. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Think of what God did in, in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, okay? In the beginning, past, present, future, God created the heaven Length, width, height, and the earth, solid liquid gas. And, and you have to bring all of those in at one time because if you have time and no space, but you only have matter, then where do you put it? Okay? If you have space and matter but no time, when do you put it? So he brings everything in. At, 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 at one time, and there's heaven, and now there's earth. And he makes a connection. He makes a place where heaven and earth can be connected. Do you know what it was called? You know what it's called, but you just never thought about it this way. The Garden, the garden of Eden. Okay, The Garden of Eden is where earth and heaven met. Right? 
heaven was still up in heaven and earth was still down here on earth, but earth and heaven met at the Garden of Eden. And then man done messed up. We sinned. And what happened? Separation, Separation right? And then Jacob eventually sees through his line, there's going to be another connection, right? There's going to be a ladder that connects. And Jesus comes in. He says, yeah, that's me. That's me. I'm the connection, right? But here, what he's saying is, I'm seeing a new city coming down out of heaven, down to earth. What we have is a new connection. A new connection. Have you ever heard people say, I want to go to heaven? God's plan isn't to let you go to heaven. God's plan is to bring heaven down to you. Because that's what he originally did, okay? So now there's a new earth, and there's a new heaven, and there's going to be a new connection. And it's called the New Jerusalem. That's what it's called. In Genesis, it's called Garden of Eden. In Revelation, it's called New Jerusalem. All right? But it's the same concept. It's where heaven and earth meet. Cool? All right, moving on. And I heard a great voice out of heaven. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he shall dwell with them. They shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said, Right. For these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Read this verse with me. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. Let's read the next one together. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. We just read about that in Revelation chapter 20. Death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. And here's who is in the lake of fire. The fearful, unbelieving, abominable sorcerers, idolaters. Any, any of you fit in that? What about all liars? Stink. Okay, let's move on. In verse 9, an angel comes to John and he says, I want to show you this new Jerusalem. I want to show you where heaven and earth are going to meet. I want to show you where man can be with God and God can be with man. And we're going to get into it a little later for sake of time. We're not going to read all of it, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back. Okay, I promise we'll come back. Notice this. After the description, read verse 24 with me. Read verse 24 with me. This is talking about that new Jerusalem, okay? Verse 24, ready, begin. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Read verse 27. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. If you are on your way to heaven, you're going to love this message because we just love talking about our future home. Don't you love talking about home? If you do not know that you're going to heaven, you need to listen to this because I'm telling you, I met them yesterday. People have been lied to about heaven. Right. 
People have been lied to. They've been told what religion has to say. They've been told what tradition has to say. Or they get their idea of heaven from a Tom and Jerry cartoon or something, and it just sinks in through osmosis, and they believe what, what does the Bible say about heaven? That's what we need to get down. That's what I want to bring out. I encounter four amazing truths about heaven in this message. And I'm going to completely mess it up. Are you ready? Because I was going to go, this is logical. I was going to go point one, point two, point three, and then point four. Wouldn't you have been so proud of me, love? I'm going to tell you point four first. I hope it doesn't mess it up. If it does, don't blame the Lord, okay? Listen, in spite of me. Four amazing truths about heaven. Number four, in my mind, is the most amazing thing about heaven. Anyone want to take a guess at what is the most amazing thing about heaven to me? Jesus? That is amazing, but it's not the most amazing thing to me. That he would allow us in. We're getting closer. Let me, let me just tell you, let me just tell you. You, you. you want me to tell you what, to me, is the most amazing thing about heaven, I will be there. I will be there. A, a sinner. Church, you don't know what I've done. You don't know the scars that I carry on my heart. You don't know the thoughts that I have thought. You don't know the words that I have said. You don't know the times that because the Bible talks about sin, and then there's another word called trespass, and then there's another word called iniquity, right? Okay, so sin is really, it's a very general term. It's just anything against God's law is sin. Trespass gets a little bit more specific. To trespass means to cross a line that you're not supposed to cross. Okay, no trespassing. Thou shalt not, and you do it. But then there's a word, Brother John, called iniquity. And iniquity is our inward capacity to do the most wicked things ever. Disney tells us, follow your heart, follow your heart, follow your heart. The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And out of the heart proceed abominations. Out of the heart proceed murders and hatred. Out of the heart, I cannot tell you, church, what my heart has told me to do at times. I cannot tell you the times I've been driving down the street, even reading my Bible in my heart. And the iniquity in my heart will rear its ugly head. But that same sinner is going to be in heaven someday. Because of Jesus Christ and what he did for me. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But I, 1 John says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Do you realize, Brother Cain, because of what Jesus did, I get to be in heaven with my wife forever. And my little one, McKenna, has trusted in Jesus, and my little one, Everly, has trusted in Jesus. Haddon's a little devil. (laughs) (laughs) 
takes after his mother. <laughs> but love, our family is going to be in heaven because of what Jesus did for us. You know, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, we're going to come back to this, says, remember, remember the verse that we read? I think it was verse, um, it's in chapter 21. The nations of those that are saved shall walk in it. Remember that, saved. Okay, so... Who are those that are saved? It's a Bible word, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 says this, For by grace are ye saved. Grace is unmerited favor, unearned. Grace is a gift. If you could pay for it, it's not grace anymore. If you could pay for it, it's not a gift anymore. And if you want to be saved, it is by grace through faith. And it says this, not of yourselves, not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. It's a gift of God, not a transaction of man. It is a gift of God, not of works. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand unless you're absolutely confident that you want to. How many of you have heard that if you're going to get to heaven, it's your works? You got to work there. You got to do this, do this, do this, do that. Keep the commandments. Work, 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 work. We've all heard that. The Bible says no. No. Not of works. And aren't you glad, Brother Austin? Aren't you glad it's not of works? Because every single time I determine in my mind I'm going to do something good, I usually do about five bad things on the way to do it. And I determine I'm going to be nice to Riley today. I'm going to be nice to him. And I go and I say, Riley, you're looking sharp. And he doesn't react the way that I, that I want him to react. And so I cuss him out as I'm walking away. And I, <laughs> Church, I'm not a good person. I am a sinner. I am drawn to sin as a pig to slop, as cowboys to losing. As, as <laughs> I, I am drawn to it. Rangers did win the World Series. And they didn't cheat when they did it. Way to go, Texas. For by grace are you saved. It is not of works. I will be in heaven. Not because of me. But because of what Jesus did for me. That is the most amazing thing about heaven to me. All right, we'll go back to point one. You know what amazes me about heaven, Miss Danielle? It is indescribably beautiful. It is indescribably beautiful. Now, John tries, and even in his trying, it's amazing. But 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says this, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him. Paul, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, talks about a time 
where he was able to go up into heaven and see it. And he came down. And here's what he said. I can't even describe what I heard. Don't, I'm not even going to try to tell you what I saw. I can't describe what I heard in heaven. I like what my brother said. Think, think of the amazing places on this earth. Think of the Grand Canyon. Think of Mount Everest. I think five and a half miles high. Think of the, the Mariana Trench. Think, think of the, the Great Plains. Think of the mountain ranges. Think of the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean. Think of the stars. They're just hanging. They're just hanging out there. Think of the sun that's in the perfect, you know, right, and, and we're in the perfect orbit around it. If we were a little closer, we'd cook. If we were a little farther, we'd freeze. And God did all of that in six days. Okay? Six days. My brother says this. Over 2,000 years ago, he said, I go to prepare a place for you. If he could do this in a week, in a week, what can he do in thousands and thousands of years? Oh, but John tries. John tries to describe it. You want to see? Because we, 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 didn't, we didn't read it all, but let's see what, let's see what it is, okay? Uh, I don't need that anymore. All right, first of all, think of the physical beauty. Think of the physical beauty of it. Verse 18 of chapter 21 in Revelation. Says it's a city of pure gold. Does that mean anything to you? It doesn't mean anything. It's, it's, it doesn't resonate. And it's gold so pure you can see through it. This young lady right over here, not very long ago, when this man proposed to her, Okay, she starts showing everybody. <laughs> this little piece of gold, but it's precious to us. God says, yeah, building material. Re you're just going to have to, I'm so late on time. You're, you're just going to have to read through it. Okay, it's massive. It's, it, the New Jerusalem is massive. You want to know how massive, Brother Tyler? Okay, if we're good at geography here. It's 1,500 cubic miles. Right? So, it's 1,500 long, 1,500 wide, 1,500 tall. It's a cube. It's a big cube. It's a city that lies four square. 1,500 cubic miles, which means we start from Corpus Christi and we drive... Northeast until we hit Philadelphia. That's 1,500 miles. And then we're going to take a left, and we're going to drive up to North Manitoba. That's 1,500 miles. And then we're going to hang a left, and we're going to come to Seattle. And then we're going to come back to Corpus Christi. That's 1,500 square miles. But this is cubic miles. All made of gold. Oh, except the walls. The walls are like jasper and, and diamond and car, car, carso, carcinogenic something. A, a, a bunch of these. And there's 12 gates. And the gates are all made of, pure, uh, of pearl. 
Think of the physical beauty of this place. And that's just the architecture. What about the nature? What does the nature look like? The Bible says that the, that the wolf will lie down with the lamb. And yeah, even snakes will be there, but kids are going to be playing with it. There's a tree. There's a tree that bears 12 manner of fruits, one each month. Ezekiel says that there's a river coming out of the temple. So the temple complex, so that the, 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 the city is 1,500 cubic miles. The temple complex is 575 acres. Okay? And coming out of the temple is a stream, and it starts about that deep, and then it gets to ankle deep, and then it gets to knee deep, and then you can wade in it, and then it's above your head, and there's this river of life that comes out of it, and it feeds out. Guys, it's a a beautiful place. But you know what? You know what? It doesn't mean as much to me as this. Think of the mental beauty of that place. We just talked about everything that is in heaven. You know what else makes heaven? All the things that are not in heaven. No more death. How many of you have lost someone this year? And it gets easier, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. No more of that. No more sorrow. No more crying. No more pain. No more emotional pain. No more mental pain. You know the hardest thing about sorrow? Hiding it. You don't have to hide it anymore. No more faking it until you make it. No more smiling when you don't want to smile. Not in heaven. But then think of the spiritual beauty. My Jesus is there. Put me in a shack in the desert, but let Jesus be there, and that's heaven to me. But after all the physical beauty, after all the mental beauty, my Jesus is going to be there. And I can't wait. The one who loves me and the one who cares for me and the one who died on the cross, and when he died on the cross, he had you in mind, sir. He had you in mind, ma'am. I can't imagine what it's going to feel like for him to wrap his arms around me. But then I tell you this. I tell you this all the time. Last night I wept and I wept and I wept because I was thinking of all of you and the burdens that you carry. And I cannot wait to see Jesus wrap his arms around you and tell you it's all going to be okay. It's an indescribably beautiful place. Think of the emotional beauty. So many people who used to live on earth are going to be there. They're going to be there. My wife is going to be there. My kids are going to be there. I think my dad is going to be there. My mom is going to be there. Now, guys, I, I got to move. I got to move. And I, I, had, I had all of these verses to show you. I had all these verses to show you because here is where I want, I want you to be there, okay? I want you to be there. 
And I know that a lot of people and maybe a lot of religious people have said, oh yeah, I want you to be here and you got to do this, 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 this. All right, let's see what the Bible says. My Bible says the nations of them that are saved shall walk in it. My Bible says he that overcometh will be there. Okay, so here's what that tells me. Not everybody is going to be there. Not everyone's going to be there. You cannot put everyone in heaven. Uh, my grandma is in heaven, but I know other people in my, in my family who have died, and they are not in heaven because they did not follow the Bible way. Okay, so what does it mean to be saved, Brother Mike? What does it mean to be saved? Can I just read them to you? Are you ready? Rather than turning there, John 10, 9. All right, just focus in. Just focus in up here, all right? If you want to write them down, you can write them down or watch back on YouTube. Thank you, YouTube. Here we go. John 10, 9, Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. Okay, so that tells me Jesus is involved. So if I'm going to ask you, sir, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? If I'm going to ask you, ma'am, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? Oh, and by the way, I'm not just talking to new people here. I'm not just talking to guests and visitors. I'm talking to members, too. Because 2 Peter said it's going gonna, it's gonna to make really good sense for me and my ministry to constantly put you in remembrance to make your calling and election sure. I do not care that you're a member. I do not care that you've made some profession before. If you have never come into a head-on collision with Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit's conviction, and if you have not put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you are not saved. It bothers me when I talk to people and I say, do you know you're going to heaven? Oh, yeah, I do. Tell me how you know you're going to heaven. Well, I do this, and I do this, and I do this, and I was baptized, and I, 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 and they go on for about five minutes, and I say, do you realize you just talked for five minutes about how you know you're going to go to heaven, and you didn't mention Jesus' name one time? That's an issue. He said, I am the door by me. If you enter in, he shall be saved. You go to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, there's a Philippian jailer. The Philippian jailer thinks that all of the, um, uh, that all of the prisoners have escaped, so he's about to kill himself. Paul calls out and says, don't do thyself no harm, for we are all here. The Philippian jailer falls in front of that preacher, and he says, what must I do to be saved? That was a perfect time for Paul to say, join the church. That was a perfect time for Paul to say, do the sacraments. That was a perfect time to say, get baptized. That was a perfect time for him to say, give $10,000. That was a perfect time to say, well, we got to find a priest to confess all your sins to. Here's what he said. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Amen. Saved. You know the Bible word. The nation of those that are saved will walk in it. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, for whosoever shall be baptized, for whosoever shall do the sacraments, for whosoever shall work, for whosoever shall find me on a good day, for whosoever shall not tick me off, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Are we convinced yet? I don't think you're convinced yet. Let's keep on going. 
I like this one, Titus chapter 3. There's a testimony of, a, of an ex-Mormon, Miss Caitlin. It's one of the most beautiful testimonies I've ever seen. And this right here, this is the verse that got him. And this is the verse that he took before his Mormon council and said, this is how I know I don't need religion. This is how I know I don't need to be a Mormon. This is how I know all I need is Jesus Christ. And the Mormon council looked back at him and this is what they said, no word of a lie, this is what they said. You sound like a Baptist. <laughs> Titus three, for we ourselves also were sometimes foolish disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, and hating one another. But after the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. And he took that in and said, I don't need religion. I have enough in Jesus Christ. Galatians 2.16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Okay, two more things that amaze me about heaven pop. Not everyone's going to get in. Okay, it's a, it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place. I'm going to be there because I've trusted in Jesus Christ. I'm going to be there. The, the people who are there are the saved, which means if you are not saved, you're not going. So amazing fact number three, you know what that means? There's going to be a lot of people in heaven that I didn't expect to see. If going to heaven is not about the good that you do, it's all about trusting in Jesus, something that's going to amaze me about heaven is there's going to be a lot of people there that I didn't expect. Now, there's going to be, me first, me first. But I'll expect some people, there's Joseph. Joseph like did nothing wrong. Joseph was like my older brother. Joseph was just perfect. When mom and dad came home and there was something broken, it wasn't Abe, Johnny, go to your room. It was, Johnny, what'd you do? Because Abe came floating in on his aura of righteousness. <laughs> Have you ever met someone like that? They're just jerks, man. The, they're the same people that don't have to study at school. You know, they just walk in. They're like making smiley faces on their SATs and they, and they get a, I don't even know what you need for an SAT. I think I took mine. I'm going to see Joseph. I expect to see Joseph there. I, and I'm going to see um, Daniel. I expect to see Daniel there. Like, I don't read anything in, in the Bible where Joseph did something wrong. I don't read anything in, in Daniel where Daniel did something wrong. I'm going to see people that I just kind of expect to see there. But then Paul's going to walk by. And I'm going to be like, but, 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 but. what are you doing here? Because you remember what Paul did, right? He was a murderer. He was a murderer and a blasphemer and a torturer of Jews. You think what's happening with Hamas is bad? That was Paul. And he was the leader of it. And he's going to go walking around in heaven. 
Then I'm going to see Peter walk by. Whoa, 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 bro. You, you denied the Lord three times. I don't know who he is. No, certainly you're, surely you're with him. No, I don't know who he is. No, no, you're, you're one of them. I saw you in the garden. Well, blankety blank, 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 blank you. And there's he's, there he's going to be. And then I'm going to see Rahab. And there goes Rahab walking by. Rahab was a lady of the evening. She was a prostitute. She was a harlot. She was a whore. And there she goes walking by, talking to Ruth. And then I'm going to look and I'm going to see David. You know, David, the, the one who cheated on his wife, covered up the sin by killing his mistress's husband. There he goes walking by. And then I'm going to see Nebuchadnezzar. And then I'm going to see John Newton. Who does not know who John Newton is? He was a slave ship owner. He wrote the song, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound That Saved a Wretch Like Me. Now I'm going to see my grandma Flo. She's, she's in heaven today. Church, she was not a good person. She put her kids through hell. She was not a good mother. We didn't go and see her on Christmas. She was not involved in our life. She was a mean-spirited person. She got cancer, ended up on her deathbed. On her deathbed, she said, Lord, please forgive me. And be my savior, I'm trusting in you. Within a couple weeks, she was gone. I'm going to see my grandma. What an amazing place that it's not about how good you are. It's about how good God is. And he says, if you come to me, I won't cast you out. If you come to me, I won't cast you out. But here's the bad one. I can see it. I can hear it. Brother James, you know one of the things we get to do in heaven? Eat. Chapter 19, verse 7 talks about the marriage supper of the Lamb. We're going to eat. I love eating. I know it doesn't look like it, but I eat. If it doesn't eat me, I'll eat it. And we are going to be fellowshipping. Those who are saved are going to be fellowshipping. And we're going to be sitting down. Maybe I'm sitting next to Brother Mark. I wouldn't sit next to you. Maybe I would sit next to Brother Cade. And then someone's going to walk and tap us on the shoulder, and it's going to be our aunt, or it's going to be our uncle, or it's going to be our neighbor. What are you doing here? And we're going to hug, and we're going to laugh, and we're going to, and then, and then John's going to walk by, and we're like, that's John. I want to talk to John for a little bit. That's okay. You have all of eternity. All right, cool. So let's go and talk to John. And then, but here's, here's what's going to happen when we first get there. Someone's going to start asking, hey, Where's so-and-so? 
Hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm going to go look for my mom. Mom! Mom! Hey, have you, have you, seen, my, have you seen my mom? Mom! And then you're going to hear someone else. Hun! And then you're going to hear, son! S son! Where's my daughter? Have, have you seen my daughter? Have you seen my daughter? Where's my brother? Bro! Where's my sister? And one by one, you're going to hear, they're not here. What do you mean they're not here? They were kind people. They were good people. Turn to Matthew 7. What do you mean my son's not here? He never hurt anybody. What do you mean my grandpa's not here? He was a religious person. What do you mean my wife's not here? What do you mean he's not here? He was a good usher. She worked in the nursery. He sat in church and he listened. What do you mean they're not here? I heard him talk about the Lord, and I heard him say that he loved heaven, and I heard him say that he knew all about Jesus. What do you mean he's not here? Back in Jesus' day, there was a lot of religious people who had all the talk down, and they had all the look down, and Jesus had to drop an anvil of truth on them I think it's verse 21. Is it 21? Yeah. Read it on your own. Keep going to verse 22. Keep going to verse 23. What do you mean they're not here? Because we read what the Bible says about heaven. It's not about doing good. And it's not about being good. It's about trusting in Jesus as your Savior. And because that is the only criteria, yeah, there are going to be a lot of people there that I didn't expect to see myself included. But there are not going to be a lot of people there that I did expect to see. And church, if you want to, you can come and you can play the game. And you can trust in man. But here's what the Bible says. It is an indescribably beautiful, real place that Jesus has gone to prepare for you. 
but you must be born again. Nicodemus, a very religious, probably the most religious man in his time came to Jesus and Jesus said, you are not going to heaven, sir, because of your religion. Ye must be born again. You must be born again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, believeth in him, should not perish. Could I put it this way? Will be saved. And have everlasting life. And I'm getting so tired of the lies going about heaven. You heard the truth today. Now what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You can know that you are going to heaven if you put your trust in Jesus Christ. I am glad that my, my ticket to heaven is not dependent upon me because I'd mess it up. But when I stand before him, and you will all stand before him one day. We read about that in Revelation chapter 20. Small and great stood before him. And when he asked me, why should I let you in? My answer would be, I don't deserve it. I'm a sinner. But you promised in your word that if I trusted in you, you would save me. And I trusted in you. But many others, many others, you just read it, are going to say, he's going to say, why should I let you in? I prophesied in your name. Why should I let you in? I cast out devils in your name. Why should I let you in? I've done many wonderful works. You will say, depart from me. I never knew you. Church, I know I'm going to heaven because of what Jesus did for me. I want you to go. I want you to go. I'm not looking to make you a Baptist. I don't care. I want you to go to heaven. It's a wonderful place. And there's room enough for you. And if you've been playing the game, now's your day. Or if no one has ever showed you, you can know for sure. Now someone has. And if you could know for sure, wouldn't you want to know? Wouldn't you want to know that you can go to heaven? Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.